Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. You are listening to the All Talk Car Podcast from America. We're all excited. Uh, Halil and Ross aren't making it tonight because they got held up at the border. They would not let them in America. So I'm with tonight with my friend Joe Campisi. G'day, Joe. G'day, Peter. How are you? Good, mate. Good. So we're in America together. We flew into Los Angeles. Big place, America. Everything's an extra lane either side. We thought we'd uh, make an episode about our observations in America and the car culture here. Um, so we uh, went to the uh, rent-a-car desk. Now, those of you who have not been to LAX, it is a massive airport. Don't compare it to any airport in Australia. You could probably add Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane airport together and still won't be the size of LAX. But, um, what happens is if when you hire a car, you get off at the terminal and you basically catch a dedicated shuttle bus for that rental company. So if you hired an Avis, you catch the Avis bus. And if you hired a Hertz, you catch the Hertz bus. And you literally drive about two miles out of uh, the terminal into a massive car park full of cars. You walk or, the, or a valet brings it to you and uh, voila, there's your uh, American Yang tank. And we got a Ford Expedition. Um, this makes the Ford Territory look like a Ford Focus. Uh, everybody that's listening, it's... Um, how big was it, Joe? Oh, we had all the luggage in the back and we could still have the third row of seats up. So you had three rows of seats as well as a boot um, in the shape of... A, it's like a, the, the old Ford Ex- Explorers that we used to get. The Expedition is one size up. It's an eight-seater. Yes. And there were four of us in it. And this thing was like a lounge on wheels. But it suited America. It, like we said earlier, the lanes are big enough. Parking was not a problem. They fit... Um, it was a bit long. It stuck out, but so did half. You know, every third or fourth car along the parking spots had no troubles opening the door. Beautiful car, but I don't think it would work in Australia. No, it's just too, just big. too big. Too big. You would not get it into the tight parking circles you've got in the car parks, say in Westfield, uh, anywhere in Parramatta, Burwood, or anywhere like that. You just wouldn't get it into the the tight turning circles. Yeah, it is. It's 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 a big car, but like I said, it's uh, designed for this country. So the first thing we notice, as usual, price of fuel. There's it's all going crazy in Sydney with a dollar eighty a liter in Australia. Uh, some surveys a dollar ninety. I saw before we left. Yep. Today we saw the cheapest was three dollars thirty five US a gallon. A gallon's four liters. So three dollars thirty five is roughly four bucks Australian yep. dollar a liter. Yeah, not bad. So we uh, drove the Ford Expedition and uh, we went to the server to fill it up. Um, the server, you've got to pay first in America. And the uh, service station attendant said 40 bucks should do the job for half tank. Yeah. Uh, we finished and we still had a quarter to go. So it was <laughs> it, 80 it was, bucks, yeah. 80 litres, 20 yeah. gallons, 80 litres and halfway. So this monster had a 160 litre tank. You don't want to fill up 160 litres <laughs> in, in Sydney. Sydney. No <laughs> way. But it was a great drive. It's about four hours from Los Angeles to uh, Las Vegas, but they are mad drivers on the road. What do you think, Joe? Oh, the etiquette on the roads is appalling. They all hog the right lane and just... The overtaking door. lane? Yeah, oh, sorry. The, yeah, which the is left their left lane. We're <laughs> used to Sydney so, um, or Australia. So, yeah, they hog the, the high-speed lane and nobody moves. It's just They just sit there. And the, and the, and the non-overtaking, the slow lane is free, so everyone races up or well, I did, along the uh, slow lane until you reach a truck, then you cut in. So for some, sh- if this was in Europe, they would all be run off the road in Italy and in, oh, yeah. in, 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 in Germany. They, they would all be run off the road. So 
it's a slight, it's a different driving etiquette here. I mean, LA itself, driving in the city, well, we're doing on average 10 mile an hour, so you could probably walk quicker. Yeah. There's a lot of traffic. You've got these seven lane freeways with uh, no movement, but we again had the, um, the tran- what's it, not the transit lane, what's it called with the, the, the two or more people lane? So we duck into that the because... T, like the equivalent to the T2 T, or T3 lanes yeah. in Sydney. So here in LA, if you've got an electric vehicle like a, or a hybrid, you can use these lanes because everyone in LA has got... They've all got four-seaters with one person in the car. I don't know, they should all just ride uh, motorbikes. There's a lot of cars in America. There's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of lanes. And there's a lot of cars that we don't get in Australia. Uh, my wife fell in love with the Challenger. For those of you not sure, that's a... a a two, it's like a Mustang Camaro. It's it's Chrysler's version of of a Mustang, and yeah. these things are weapons. We saw a Hellcat, and they are loud and they are fast. I saw my first Tesla Model Three. Yes. Um, what do you think of that? The front end looks a bit weird. There's no grill. There's no. It's all just. Wood. Look, it looks like a duck face. Yes. Yeah. And the rear looks like a, a tiny, a smaller Model S. The rear looks hot. Yeah. So we saw a, a few Model 3s around. There's a lot of Teslas around. Didn't see many of the uh, SUV style. If you're in your Ford trucks, F-150s, F-350s, there's trucks with, uh, they've got the axle in the rear tray. They're almost like mini semi-trailers. Yeah. They use them as car carriers or they use them to carry uh, the mobile home slash trailer you can get. Yeah, those it, things are, are huge. And they're on the if you're on the on the freeways, they've got the RVs, and some of them have got cars towed at the back. Yeah. So they go to RV parks, park at the edge of the city, pull out their their cars, and and drive around wherever they're staying. A lot of Mustangs. Yeah. Everyone's got a Mustang here. A lot of Camaros. Camaros uh, are nice. A lot of SUVs. Not many Japanese cars. There's still America rules. They've they've got a lot of uh, American cars, but um, well, I was here um, 13 years ago in 2005, and there was a lot more American cars on the roads back then. So you've I, noticed the difference. I noticed you there's a lot more hybrid Toyotas. There's a lot more four-cylinder cars going around now than there were back then. I saw the Hyundai Sonic Ionic, which is a Hyundai's version of the Prius, and I think mm. that's coming to Australia. So they're out here as well making some kind of whiny like noise yeah no look there's a lot of cars here a lot of mixture and if you're if you're a car spotter there's a there's a there's a, a wide variety to, to look at so it's um quite interesting place um for car spotting we we drove down rodeo drive yes we, we saw a hideous yellow convertible rolls royce oh. With matching yellow leather interior i'm not sure which <laughs> store it is it's the owner's store and that's their their color scheme because we were here about seven years ago and he had a uh, Bugatti Veyron in that hideous banana yellow colour and the bonnet was a brown and it was um, personally coloured because it was it had some kind of logo etched into it. So I think it's the same owner. He parks his yellow convertible Rolls Royce. Uh, g'day if you're listening, uh, whoever you are. And then we did a bit of Hollywood. Yes. That, that felt like there's no glamour there. No. Absolutely not. It was like a King Street Newtown or Chapel Street in Turak, would you compare it? With stars in the footpaths. Yeah, it's an interesting place, LA. Peterson Museum. There's the Porsche uh, Experience uh, south of LA where there's a racetrack you can drive Porsches and pay X amount of dollars depending on... um, Sounds like fun. Yeah, it started off in Atlanta, the Porsche Experience, and they've now built it in LA. That's less than a year old, so we... Might do that on the next occasion, but uh, LA was it was fun. We had we had a great day there, and uh, then jumped on the freeway and uh, drove 
um, into Vegas. Um, now, there's a big group of us in Vegas, so I booked a, a people carrier. We had a, a Toyota Sienna, which is like a, a Tarago, but an American version. Those of you who are fans of the modern family, it's what the mum drives that with yeah. those sliding doors. So we had a bit of a hiccup at the... Um, at the rental terminal, we dropped the expedition off and then walked to another rental company. The guy at the counter tried to upgrade it. We, he said, we've also got a uh, Cadillac Escalade yes. or a Chevy Suburban. And I said, yeah, we'll take one of those. He goes, no, they're the premium selection. You have to pay extra for that. So we said, no, we'll stick with the Sienna. So we went upstairs and uh, the lady said, we were meant to have three Siennas due in a couple of hours ago and they haven't arrived. Unfortunately, mm. we've got a Chevy Suburban for you. So I played the victim and was all upset and basically said to her, well, there's a lot of us, there's eight of us, and um, we purposely got that. Uh, all along, we knew we were getting the Suburban. It's a better car. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want a V8 in America. I asked my wife, just look at the back seats, because I'm driving, so everyone look at the back and see if you guys are going to fit in the back. Yeah. And I got the nod of approval, but still carried on about it uh, being not the right car. But look, we took it. Yeah, and she even said, "Look, if you're not happy with it, bring it bring back, back, and we'll give you a Sienna, yeah. a four-cylinder Sienna versus a V8 Chevy Suburban. We're not taking it back until the rental expires." So, <laughs> guys, if there's a, always act unhappy. Yeah, and, and to tell you the truth, we fit eight people in there. Comf- you're at the back. Yeah, yeah I'm right at the back. You're at the back. In the in the uh, dog boxes, as we call it. Back in Sydney, when you've got a seven-seater, you're in the dog box where there's no doors. You've got to jump in right at the back. Air conditioning works. Air conditioning works beautifully, and you can actually sit down comfortably in the back. These it's, things are huge. It's similar to the Expedition. I, I, the Ford was... Uh, the suspension's quite so- soft, but you can drive comfortably. And the typical V8 engines, they don't, they're not high revving. They're, excuse the pun, all torque down low. There's adequate power. If you accelerate, it'll move, especially on the freeway or even off the mark. But uh, the fuel gauge, I, just, I turned it to metric on the Chevy Suburban and the average was 19 litres per 100 k. They're, 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 they're quite thirsty buggers. They're a great car. The, they're very similar between the the Chevy and the um, the Ford in, in size. They're, they're pretty comfortable at the yeah. back, uh, as Campo's told us. Um, the aircon works at the back. Yes, very well. Great. Uh, but the Ford had a moonroof, the, yes. the, the glass sliding roof. Yeah. But the, the, the Chevy's got this weird feature. If you rub the top of the nav and you press the button, <laughs> the nav slides up like erect, standing proud. And behind it's like a little cubby with a USB yeah. port. You could hide, yeah. I don't know. Whatever you want. Flour <laughs> in there. And then you press the button and it slides back down. So um, that was a, an interesting little... Compartment, Ex- compartment yeah. that uh, that the suburban has, has, but that's a comfortable car. You can hear the V8 when it uh, when you start it, but it's very quiet and idle. Uh, it's a smooth revving. So we look like FBI or CIA agents or yeah. Trump's um, assistants <laughs> in this, and we try and wear black suits with ear pieces. Um, talking to our wrists <laughs> <laughs> with our Apple iPhone, uh, Apple phones, and and uh, looking like we're spies. Great car. I mean, it, it's a bit of a it's 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 great hiring something that we don't have at home, and it's an American car. And um, when I'm on my own, we try and hire a Mustang. Things things that we didn't used to get in, in America in, in Australia, which we um, are forced to now because of the shutdown of the local industry. I hear I go again. We're going to be getting a lot more of these um, American uh, vehicles yeah. if there's any sign of the success of the Mustang. The Camaro's there now, and yeah. um, 
we'll go from there. Uh, but talking about the Ford F-150, the, the big Ford Utes, they um, sell about 850,000 of those a year. It's the highest selling American vehicle for the last 21 years. They're flat out building those, they're making a mozza. So why would they build right-hand drive for Australia? But anyway, um, uh, today we had an interesting day. We, we uh, visited a, a number of car museums and sites in Las Vegas. Mm. A group of us went out. The first place we went to was uh, Welder Up. Yeah. Uh, there's a show on one of those... I've never watched Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Uh, on the um, one of channels. The yeah. Channels, the cable channels. Channel. So Welder Up, basically these guys get... 50 style Dodge trucks, yeah. uh, prime movers, um, was... rat rods, and they what they do is they weld them. Obviously, they put spikes, make them look mean. They have that rustic, rusted look about them. Yeah. They drop them and then put diesel engines in them. Yeah. They so get trucks. It's just diesel. a rusted old weathered paint job, and they paint clear over the top. Yeah, and, and, and they're pretty sparred inside. I mean, they're all low to the ground, two seaters, most of them. Um, the big tyres sticking yep. out of the guards, big diesel engines, so welder up. I and mean, they're open for the public to, to visit and go there. They're, they're, it's free to get in. Free to get in. Free um, to get in. A lot of the, a lot of the holes in the, in the bonnets are like the, they've cut it in a way that it looks like the, it's been ripped open. Yeah, they're like an explosion. Yeah. They've, yeah. they've peeled them open. Yeah. So interesting workmanship. If you're into body panelling or, or that type of... It's, it's almost and like a piece of art. Very interesting paintwork around that, that peeling of the, the panels of the bonnet where the, you know, the scoop or the air filter comes, comes out. out. Yeah. So all the turbos. There was, yeah. So that was interesting. But we found a surprise in there. I believe they're probably Evil Knievel fans. Yeah. There was an Evil Knievel uh, electric car yeah. in the Stars and Stripes. There was a rocket like dragster type evil mm-hmm. can evil car but the biggest surprise there was on a hoist so you couldn't take pretty good photos of it was a original batman the george barris version the one on the tv show from the uh the 70s with a, the the original batmobile the original batmobile was on a hoist so i think they're branching out and collecting cars or keeping them there so that was an interesting um experience welder up and it's in the industrial area so it's close to a lot of other type of clubs uh gentlemen type clubs yes don't know, didn't they were a little closed during the day i didn't they didn't seem open no, no so i didn't, didn't go in there uh but we went then after that again in the similar areas count customs again another one of those shows that are on tv and they modify they their theme was more like a gothic dracula type theme mm. and they had large choppers uh with interesting fork designs yeah. Um, and they also had more hearses and well they were actually featured on a show they were saying the the, the little blurbs on the in the, uh, in the museum part museum of it. yeah they had and again that was free to free to enter they had 60s and 70s more American type Cadillacs long yeah. cars that were customised customised but they also had a bit of a like an 80s type uh, retro European car display. I mean, I've never seen two Lamborghini Countachs yeah. next to each other. There's a black one, a matte black, black and a, and white. a white one. Uh, there was two Countachs. They weren't touched. The, the European cars weren't touched. There was a Di Tommaso Pantera. Yeah. Uh, what else? There was an old uh, 80s S-Class Merc at the back. Yes. There was the last Shelby. Yeah. And we'll talk about Shelby a bit later on. So they bought the last Shelby. It was I think it was an 80s or 90s mm. design. Uh, convertible um, what else was there there was a a number of unique cars there and um, again they had like a shop you can buy shirts and, and uh, souvenirs so 
that's also worth a visit. It, it doesn't take long to get around. It's, it's no. a very industrial site. Within, within like 10 minutes half from hour, one to the other. Yeah, yeah. half hour. You can... Um, it's it's um, I mean driving between them yeah yeah so it was um, that was good then from there we uh, went to the Shelby factory so that's been there since nineteen early nineteen sixties this this was a new factory on the, um, in Las Vegas but it was established in sixty three and that was an interesting uh, place. place there was a lot that's it's worth a visit again it was free to get in they had pretty much a version of every Shelby. From the original Cobra. Cobra was nice. They yeah. had, oh, every month, they had the uh, Jetty 500 Mustang from the 60s. They had, they didn't have the original Hertz Mustang. No. Not, you, you know the story about the Hertz Mustangs in... You, you mentioned it, but it, uh, I think in, our, our uh, listeners... In the 1960s, Hertz done a deal with Shelby or with Ford, and they created almost drag cars, race cars, that you could rent a racer. That was the... Um, the punchline, the tagline for Hertz and what the hirers or renters would do was get one of these Mustang, Hertz Mustangs, take it to their garage, swap the engines out and as if the person behind the counter Hertz knew any wiser and a lot of these uh, Mustang, Hertz Mustangs were um, engine swapped illegally. It was never done again and I think that was a failure for Hertz but uh, they're legendary and they had special colours, it was black with gold striping. So they were unique uh, pack. And there was a, a retro version done with the Mustang about 10 years ago. So they had one of those, uh, the retro ones, not the original Hertz Mustangs. Uh, but they've, they've had every series of Mustang there. Some were for sale. I didn't see any prices though. No. Um, well, most of the stuff they had there said it could be sold. But uh, it was... Um... But they had a, like a, a brochure rack. With prices, and I can run through a few of them. They've they've got a um, so they've got a Shelby F one fifty that you can get from Ford direct, and they start supercharged for one hundred six thousand American dollars. A five liter V eight engine that's tuned to seven hundred fifty five horsepower. It's roughly about six hundred kilowatts. So they've got a, a number of cars. They've got the um, they've got kits for um, uh, the Ford F one fifties, the Baja kit. So you get the you buy an F one fifty and they're forty fifty thousand US yes. the cheap, and then uh, the kits start from forty five thousand, and they keep all the parts <laughs> that they take off. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, so I mean, they, they should be cheaper. They've got a um, a Super Snake in the Mustangs, and I'm not sure if they're coming to Australia, but they're quoting eight hundred plus horsepower, and they're from um, one hundred thirteen thousand US dollars, and that includes the price of the base Mustang. Um, and they've got um, Shelby GTs that start from sixty-two thousand US dollars. They've got, you know, uh, they've got a number of cars in there. Uh, so mainly the the um, the Falcons and the F-150s, uh, the Falcons, the Mustangs and the F-150. Behind the screen, you could see the factory. Yes, it was clean as. Oh, clean off the floors. And they had a number of cars in there. So it was a, it, that's an interesting tour. Um, mm. Great um, shop there to buy um, souvenirs, souvenirs or memorabilia or hats, shirts, books, whatever, whatever you want. They've they've got it there, so it's a great great visit. And then the last stop on today's um, tour was the Harley Davidson in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, and we're onto two wheels now, and they had a, a wide variety of bikes there. Yeah, they had some good bikes and a large number of clothing. I think they relied they they 
half the store's clothing, so mm. they must do a lot in, in, in clothing. And next door you could rent a Harley. They've got um, a, 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 a basically an industry where you can hire a Harley right around um, America. You can do one-way rentals. Hire, it's about 200 US dollars for the 24-hour rental, but obviously the longer you have it, the, the cheaper it gets. So that's something else you can mm. do in Las Vegas. So, um, Well, while we were there, we noticed that three-wheeler car in the car park. You... There, oh, that's right. Yeah. There was a, a, a Polaris... Um, SL, I think it was. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's, three... a, th- it's a three-wheeler vehicle. It's two wheels at the front, so it's half car, half motorbike. So it was a five-speed manual with a clutch. It was a four-cylinder, two-liter engine. It looked the business. And it had a really fat tire at the back that was belt-driven. So it's almost yeah. like a half motorbike at the half. back. And half car at the front, no doors. The seats looked like they were made out of plastic, but they would go in and out. Polaris slingshot, that's what it yeah. was, in in a red. There's a uh, there's a number of those. You can hire them here in Vegas and uh, drive them up and down the strip. You have to stand out in Vegas because I mean we've seen how many Lamborghinis, oh. and they don't really stand out, no. do they? No, we saw one just bef- ten, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, before 15, the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And the, but the monster trucks swarm them. They look tiny and they don't really stand out in Vegas. You really got to stand out. So the Polaris slick shot is probably a way to stand out in Vegas. But um, mm, and that uh, truck we saw last night, that orange one with the, I think it would have been thirty inch wheels on it. Yeah, it was massive. And, and you're allowed to have your tires outside the guards. We were in the big suburban, which sits well above every other car on the road, and, and we were, we were looking up at this thing. We were tiny, and the base was beating, and I think that'll be at SEMA, so we'll try and find out, take some photos. We saw a Jeep Rubicon that was on stilts, on steroids, and we saw another another Ford truck with um, a motorbike strapped on the back of it, sitting upright. So it's the weird and wonderful week uh, this week in in Las Vegas, and uh, we'll send some, we'll post some photos during the week uh, for those of you on Instagram and Facebook. if not, you can follow us on All Talk Car Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. So we'll, we'll post a number of photos and um, port back later in the week in, in relation to the highs and lows of the SEMA show. Joe, thank you very much for helping me out. Oh, nothing. No, nothing at all. Thank you for inviting me. And Hal and, and, and Ross, it's a shame that yeah, Border we'll, Patrol locked you up and didn't let you we'll out. We'll have to bail so them out, I think. You will have to get them out for the... Uh, <laughs> for the next episode. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll check in later in the week. Thank you.